0: Welcome back to the Next Level Experience. It is Wisdom Wednesday here in the studio. Today, we have a very special guest and a good coach and friend of mine, Lee Ann. She is here to drop some knowledge bombs and share some wisdom with you as she shares her story and her transformation and how her family served as a big projectile point for her and for her journey. So listen along as Leanne Ann shares her story and stick around to the end of the episode for a very special announcement.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Next Level Experience. I hope everybody is having a
0: phenomenal day. I have a good friend of mine as well as a fellow coach, uh, Leanne Hutchinson. Did I say your name right? I always say yeah. people's names wrong.
1: No, nope,
0: you nailed that one. Cool. So so if you ever listen to any time we have guests on, I always butcher their names. Like, like it never fails. Like Every single time we have a guest on, I butcher it. But it looks like I kind of succeeded today. So pat on my back. Um, Leanne, how's your day going so far?
1: So far, so good. Having a good day with the kids and yeah.
0: Awesome. So good. Awesome. Leah, where where do you currently, currently hail from?
1: We are in the Pacific Northwest. So originally we're from Alaska, but now we are in Washington State. We lived wow. in Minnesota for two years, but my husband's family is all in the Midwest, but now we're in the Pacific Northwest.
0: So what you're telling me is you're used to being in very cold weather, Correct. <laughs>
1: and I'm so tired of being cold I am like my wardrobe is nothing but hoodies
0: (laughs) I mean that's not always a bad thing I mean I think that's a comfortable life to live but I say that in Delaware where it's 62 degrees today
1: right but also at the same time like when you've been working on like your guns and you want to like show them off and something and you're just like I I have muscles under here I do
0: (laughs) they're <laughs> they're they're there. I just gotta keep them warm.
1: <laughs> right.
0: That's the yeah. dude. That, that's the one thing about muscle. It does not keep you warm. Body fat keeps not you warm. So but muscle does not keep you warm as much. <laughs> but so so I must ask. Did did you did you uh, grow up in Alaska?
1: I did. I spent my huh? school years up in Alaska, and then my summers down here with my dad.
0: Nice. Well, what was it like growing up in Alaska? I, I know a lot of people would love that insight.
1: Oh, uh, it's really hard. Like everything's yeah. just extra hard, but that when you don't know any different, you don't have anything to compare it to right. like just going somewhere in the winter time. You have to start your car 20 minutes before you go anywhere mm-hmm. or you have to plug it in. Mm-hmm. If it like drops below 20, I think it's like below 20, you plug in your car. So that way the block heater, so that way. Right, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, Running into moose as a kid, and, like walking <laughs> home from school. <laughs> like,
0: like I don't I don't mean to laugh, but like anytime like somebody says like, hey, I'm from Alaska, the first things I imagine <laughs> is like somebody living in like an igloo and like ice fishing, right. and, like like yeah, moose everywhere.
1: love <laughs> people and telling, Oh yeah, I I mush to school every day. Um I had a pet polar bear, his name was Binky. I
0: love um, that. Oh man. Yeah, we
1: totally mess with people. Much to school, snowmobile to school. But no, I mean, certain places legit do do that up in the villages up yeah. way, way north. But I lived in Anchorage in the city. Um, it was, you know, the summers were endless days. They're, they're just like the whole thing, like be home by dark. There mm-hmm. was no dark to be home by. Mm. It just doesn't get dark. It, it gets dusk and then it yeah. pops up. And then vice versa in the winter, like you go to school and it's dark. You come home from school and it's dark because your only time that the daylight was was when you're at school Mm -hmm. only like this tiny window between like 10 and 3 it's just like again just like the sun only goes up to right where the stoplight is Mm -hmm. that's the max that it comes up to and then drops back down
0: wow really yeah that's crazy like that kind of sounds like my type of place because i love it cold and i love it dark
1: then it's right up your alley you got to be really careful um Cabin fever, it's cabin fever, or now what they call like SAD, as yeah. seasonal
0: mm-hmm.
1: something depression. But cabin fever is a 100% a real thing um, where people don't realize how much you have to be outdoors. Yeah. If you're not outdoors, if you don't make it a priority to get some kind of sunlight or taking your vitamin Ds, you can get down really bad rabbit holes, and depression is a yep. horrible thing. And it it strikes up there. It's usually the second winner that you'll find out if you're a true Alaskan or not. It's your second winner, because then you're like, wait, we just did this. Hold on. So, we get
0: <laughs> so like you, you you say your second winner as in like the the one that's following like right after the first, right? So like the very next season, like like Alaska doesn't have like a winner one and a winner two, right? Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. they have I was just, our seasons are kind of like so my birthday is in april and we always have slush so the okay. whole town is just like a huge slush bowl it's still frozen may you're maybe starting to finally drive on concrete okay and then you have June, july august september and then it snows in october
0: <laughs> wow
1: and then you're wow. back to you're back to your winter again in october
0: yeah, well, so so I had to ask that because like I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait, does Alaska have two different winters? Like how? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean like your second year. So the second winter that you yeah. physically go through. So depending on when you move up there. So if you were to move up there in June, you think like this is a beautiful, amazing place and it's always sunny and this is gorgeous and I love it. Mm-hmm. And then October hits and you're like, okay, this is winter. All right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you progress through winter and then February comes and you're like, are we done yet? <laughs> no, nope, still not done yet. And then you have like three more months of it. And then comes your summer again, and you're like, okay, this is awesome. This is great. We're back to that mm-hmm. cool thing again. This is the reason why I live here. And then before you blink an eye, it's snowing again. <laughs> Jeez. Oh.
0: Jeez, okay. man. That, that's crazy. I'm
1: gonna do it again. And then it's around <laughs> <we> February <laughs> that people are like, this isn't, I'm not doing this anymore. This is this isn't this isn't for me. It's yeah. it's hard and it's dark and everything takes extra time. You can't drive to another city. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, but the city's going to be smaller. Right. And smaller. Yeah. And like, so I always use the reference in the summertime when there's a heat wave, Mm -hmm. we have like four Home Depots in Anchorage. So all the fans sell out. Where do you go to find more fans? And before Amazon, like say Amazon, like back in my day, there was no Amazon right so you were just done like you couldn't go to the city or the state next door like I couldn't go to two states over to get a fan right you just like were are out it's like living on an island
0: okay well yeah I mean if you think about it, Alaska is kind of an island almost like it's just connected to Canada <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the only thing stopping it from being an island really yep so, but yeah, dude, that's crazy. So let, let's kind of like transition into talking about like more like the lifestyle in Alaska. Cause like one thing I'm super interested in, like growing up in Alaska, like is Alaska like a really healthy state to live in?
1: Oh, well, it depends on, I guess, yes and no. Okay. Um, I, I didn't think that it was until I moved to the Midwest. Okay. And then I realized the norms of the Midwest were just very confusing for me. I just didn't understand things.
0: So like, what, what was like some of the biggest differences between Alaskan culture and Midwestern culture from like a nutritional and like health standpoint?
1: Um, well, and this might also just be because of how my mom raised me too. Mm-hmm. It, but in Alaska, like, because we also had access to fresh seafood and we yep. had access to, like, I guess people just ate really simple, like, moose meat mm-hmm. and salmon and we gardened a lot. And so it's just very clean up there. When yeah. we when we moved to the Midwest and I started eating seaweed, people looked at me like I was crazy. And I didn't realize <laughs> that it was really weird.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And then I went to a baby shower. And they had, you know, like hors d'oeuvres and all the Mm -hmm. things that you set out. And there was this plate and it had like three different palettes, and it all looked like the consistency of tuna. Like a, like if you were to make a tuna sandwich. Right. But it was all different, like one was lighter shades and one was pink and one was whitish, one was, you know. So I assumed one was chicken, like a chicken salad. Right. I assumed one was a tuna salad. And the other one, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck that is.
0: <laughs> that's what the fuck's on.
1: <laughs> and it was pork.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: So they take the—I I don't even know what part of the pork. I didn't. I didn't. I, at that, I was like, I'm done. Okay, cool. I'll stick to the. Do I know? Like, but that's my ignorance. Like, I, I didn't grow up around that, so I don't. So to them, that was normal. It was just there um things like just there a lot of processed foods and a lot of it was just heavy on the process on things like it wasn't a lot of when you went to um like everybody brought a dish Mm -hmm. not many people brought like vegetables or like salads or or like i gotcha it was just very like I get what 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 you would consider like home country cooking. Okay, a lot of being uh, from
0: the south, I know exactly what you're talking about. I grew okay. up, in, yeah, so I grew up in South Carolina all my life. Um, okay. so like I I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Thick and yeah. heavy, like and I I, I, don't, I have um I don't have my gallbladder anymore.
0: Oh uh, yeah, then that's a big issue then.
1: So a lot of that food really did not settle very well, and yeah. just, I wasn't. Familiar with that kind of food and how things were cooked, and like my my mother in law, she put in liquid butter into the eggs, like a little huh, okay. camping, yeah, to to thin it out to make the to make more. So mm-hmm. it was like the same kind of butter almost that you would put on popcorn at the movie theater. Like it was a liquid butter. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I, I never knew that
1: it was something very different to me. I had never, but I was like, I don't, I can't, I can't eat that. Can't do it. I mean, it's not that I can't. I could but it's not going to feel very
0: well on my stomach. It's right. So. And, and like w- one thing I talk about all the time is like, if you know there's a specific food that your body doesn't react well to, like why eat it? Like for like, why put yourself through it? Like that's like, it, anytime somebody tells me that they're lactose intolerant and I see them like eating like gallons of ice cream, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're like, you're be go- worth
1: it. They're like, but it's so worth it. I'm like, God
0: like is okay. it really that worth it like I, I i can't like i'm not lactose intolerant so i really can't speak up for that demographic but like i don't i really don't think it's worth it like if you're going to be on the floor rolling around in pain like right no nothing's worth that
1: <laughs> right
0: like, I like guess
1: everybody has just different severities of it you know
0: i mean some people i mean some people just like being tortured i guess
1: yeah there is that yeah
0: I guess. Um, So okay, cool. So kind of you you got into like the Midwestern culture, and you really saw how the Alaskan culture was living a a little bit more healthier life, because like from the sounds of it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the Alaskan culture really, really thrives off of wild game.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, somebody who has some kind of game in their freezer, like love that. Or or salmon, like mm-hmm. fresh salmon. Like yeah. I didn't have to physically go. That was one of the things I missed the most is we had so many buddies that at the beginning of the year, they would clean out their freezer to go, mm-hmm. go fill it up with more stuff. And they would just give it all to me. Mm-hmm. Some of it would be freezer burn. Some of it wouldn't be. And then I'd smoke it all and give some of it back. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, everybody was, everybody fished up there. You knew somebody <clears throat> who hunted. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, normal. It was, Yeah.
0: I got you. So uh, that that kind of like brings me to ask this question: Since the Alaskan culture, really, it sounds like the Alaskan culture had a pretty decent diet. It didn't sound like it was very processed. Didn't sound like it was very high in sugar. Didn't sound like there was a lot of inflammation going on whenever it, whenever it came to consuming foods. I like I must ask: like, what kind of shape were you in whenever you were growing up, like going through high school?
1: Well, I mean, that stuff is still available. Like, it's always there. Like, there's always going to be a McDonald's there. There's always going to be a Taco Bell there. Um, My mom was a very healthy person. Like, Mm -hmm. she used to trick me as a child and tell me that pudding was, or that yogurt was pudding. Like, she would give me (laughs) yogurt, but she called it pudding. Right. (laughs) Until I went over to a friend's house and I had real pudding. And I was like, this is nothing like what my mom gives me. And I was like, Mom, I want this 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 is the stuff I want right so she was she, I great. remember her she would take us to um I used to a place called enzyme express and I okay. have grass meat shots growing up mm-hmm. so I was super um but I like I said I had gallbladder I had gallstones when I was eight right and they didn't know why um I got them so young um yeah so yeah mom, I was about to say that's super early yeah. Yeah. I was a really, really weird anomaly. I wasn't overweight. I was a super tiny, tiny little girl, mm-hmm. uh, but I had gallstones. Yeah. That was a long process, but yeah, my mom, she was really healthy. She was a nurse, um, but she also knew like she was a little bit of a little bit of both worlds. Mm-hmm. She kind of had her toes in both worlds of uh natural path and um, you know, Western medicine, working in gotcha. the ER and stuff like that. But then when I hit my 20s, I did what every person does when they do their 20s is they go opposite of everything that they did. Of course, of course. Yeah. And I just, you know, I ate out a lot in my 20s.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I overindulged in eating out. Like I just, I went to pretty much every restaurant, like I ate at a restaurant every day. That's just.
0: So what, why do you think that is like, what, why do you think you kind of went down that path? Like, was it just because like growing up, you didn't have access to that stuff or growing up, like your, your parents really didn't put that in front of you. And once you were kind of out on your own, it's like, huh, I'm curious.
1: Yeah, we definitely didn't eat out. We weren't a family that ate out. Like that wasn't in our budget or like maybe we did, you know, periodically, but it wasn't like the way that I was eating out. So it could have maybe stemmed for that. Like, since I had the financial means to do it, I was going to be able to do it. And I didn't want to cook, like I was in my 20s and I just had no desire to want to cook at home. I, I mean, I did once I started having my family and my kids and stuff, but in my younger years when it was just me, and I think about what my refrigerator looked back like, back then, it was just all takeout. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I mean to to be honest with you, that that sounds like most uh young 20-year-olds these days. Like for real. It sounds like most of them. Um, but yeah, so like I I must like kind of ask like you 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 found yourself in a spot where you're eating more takeout, you're eating more processed food, fast food, etc. Like Like what impact did that have on your health? Like, did you see any like weight gain? Did you see any issues with like insulin levels or blood pressure or like, like with your gallbladder situation? Like, did you see any major health changes with that like phase of your life?
1: Not until I, I hurt myself. So I was, um, so I was a dancer. I worked at the great Alaskan Bush company. So I was, you know, dancer, dancer, and I ended up getting bursitis in my kneecap. Mm -hmm. And I had to take some time off work and I wasn't able to work out anymore. I mean, work physically at work. Right. Yeah. And, but I was continuing with my lifestyle. So the same, you know, like instead of physically moving, now I was just sitting at the bar, eating the same foods, drinking the same things. And then I had to be on some steroids Mm -hmm. to help with the inflammation. So about six months of that. And then all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, I'm a thick girl now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I rocked the thick girl. Like I was just like body positivity. Like we love our body no matter what, like, I'm just gonna, I got a booty and I got like, I got the assets. So I just rocked it. Yeah. Um, Didn't really feel like, because I was already drinking every single night, I was eating, I didn't know that there was any other way to feel like I had mm-hmm. never, like I didn't have any, I can't compare it to childhood because that's when I was a child. Like right. you can't compare your twenties to how you felt when you were 15. Like that's just, Absolutely. it didn't even click to think that way. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I, I just, I continued on with my shitty habits and didn't really stop my shitty habits until I decided to have a family. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I got to figure out, you know, like, okay, we got, this has to stop. (laughs) I'm smart enough to know that like this all, like this can't keep going like at some point. And I, Mm -hmm. I I got married when I was 28 and we just had, we had our daughter when I was 30. So in my mind, I was like, this is a great time to like flip the script, new chapter. My twenties were fun. Welcome my thirties of being a stay at home mom. And I'm just going to do it to the balls of the wall. It's, you know, like, I'm going to do this. Like I don't half ass anything. Right. So, um, and then at, at that time I was like already super fluffy. So I'm like, what's it going to yeah. hurt to put on some more?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, just, so it, it's kind of funny that you say that, but cause like, I know a lot of people, they have that mindset. Like they legit have the mindset of like, Oh, I'm already overweight or, Oh, I'm already, already obese. Like, what is another 20, 20 extra pounds going to hurt? Like what's another extra 10 pounds going to hurt? And yeah. like, like, I put it into perspective for somebody before you, like you take one person that's 380 pounds. Then you take one person who's 400 pounds. Who's the, who's the healthiest person? Probably the person that's 380, right? Yeah, because they, they weigh less and they probably have a little bit less like complications going on because they're probably doing things now to lose the weight. Um, but like one thing I always tell people is like never have the mindset of like, oh, well, I've walked around 250 pounds for majority of my adulthood. Like, eh, it wouldn't kill me to gain some weight. Like, yeah, it actually might kill you. Like, right. <laughs> like, let's not find out. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and i didn't at that time i didn't really have the the mental shift or the knowledge that i should have been setting my body up for success for my Mm -hmm. child right that that wasn't even on the radar until i had my second child and then at that point you know then i was like okay you know and that and that really contributed to after i had my daughter um i joined stroller strides which was where we could work out with our kids in the strollers.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That was the start of my journey for
0: sure. Cool. So, so it's, it's very obvious that like you having a family was kind of like that flip of a switch moment. It was kind of like that, hey, like, it's no longer just me, like, hey, I need to be a big girl now, like, I have to be a role model now for my children, like, hey, my spouse needs me around, my spouse needs me healthy, etc. Unfortunately, like, there's a lot of people who have those things and like that switch doesn't happen for them. Like they'll have the family, they'll have the spouse, they'll have the two kids. They'll have the little dog named Sparky who yaps at everything that walks by. Like they, they have the life that they always envisioned, but they never like ever obtained the body that they like always wanted or like the body that they've envisioned. Um, like what, what advice would would you have for people that, Kind of like, like I said, they they have that as that thing. They have the family, they have the kids, but for some reason, it's just not enough to flip the switch.
1: Like, well, yeah, well, I mean, it boils down to what is your why? Everybody yep. has their own personal why. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's not for your kids, it should be for yourself. And and, and I do, you know, I wish I had a magic answer um i honestly i have a client who's struggling with this right now that she has this like part of her feels that putting herself her health is selfish Mm -hmm. that there's other people that need pride that in her in her circle that should Mm -hmm. be taking priority over her does that make sense
0: yeah yeah no no absolutely it's uh it's really ironic that that you bring that up because sunday night we we did a uh recording for the podcast that's going to come out next week and the guest that I had him and I were talking and he he said something that just like it was it made so much sense and it's one of my favorite quotes of 2023 so far I know we're only three days in but like so far it's one of my favorite quotes it and it goes like you have to be selfish now to be selfless later and basically what that means is like take three to six maybe a year take three to six months maybe a year actually work on yourself, actually get yourself to a point to where you're healthy, you're stable, you don't have to now worry about like, oh, well, my diet was shitty this week. I'm now all of a sudden I've gained five pounds. If you get your body to where like you need to be, that won't happen. Like you won't ever have to stress over like only getting two workouts in whenever you typically only, only get four, because guess what? You've already built muscle, Built muscle doesn't go, go away that quickly. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to stress over, over, over these things anymore. Guess what? You can now make those other things in your life, a bigger priority because now you're not having to stress so much over tracking your food, getting your steps in, getting your water in, getting your workouts in for two reasons, because once you finish that path and finish the program, like you've already built this, like you've basically built a machine that's going to like prolong itself. And secondly, in the process of building that machine, you've developed habits. So now those habits is Mm -hmm. just like clockwork for you. It's just, it's part of life now. It's no longer having to try. It's now all you know.
1: That's a really good one. I like that. I'm going to have to mention that one to her for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Please please do.
1: Be selfish now so you can be selfless later.
0: Yes. Because he said that and like I chewed on it for the rest of the night as I went throughout my night. And I was like, you know, it makes so much sense. Like you could be selfish for six months and get yourself like,
1: yeah, that for her, she, that would cause then it's not like, is this going to be forever? Is this an always thing where I'm always going to have to do this? And part of me was like, well, yes, (laughs) you can't just like stop doing life. Um, but having that as like a small thing, like just, Hey, for the next six months, it's okay. Like give yourself permission, talk to your spouse about it. Because in the long run, like how you were describing all those things in the long run, you're going to be having, saving so much time and feeling better and not feeling that way.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, like I was saying, once you get to that point, like those habits are there. And like, once a habit is formed, like you, you, you know how hard it is to break a habit. Like, uh, like, especially, especially with, your lifestyle like it's so if all you know is drinking and yep. eating takeout like six to seven days a week and you do that for years like it's so hard to break that habit
1: oh yeah there's it, a lot of people that can't even survive like that can't that fail like they like it's the survive. it's like the survival rate is yeah. is that's almost how I feel about it like when I look at the group of us from the core group of us that that spent ten years together in that lifestyle, and how we're doing now versus then versus now, like who was able to survive that or like change those habits to to really break from that, and some people unfortunately were not able because it's hard.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's extremely hard. And, and like one one thing I do want to put out there, like we're we're not saying like hey take six months and then like build like get your body to where it is and then all of a sudden go back to your old habits where like we're not saying mm-hmm. that what we are saying is like commit to something for six months and I promise you those old habits that you used to have, they're going to be gone. And they're going to be replaced with new habits that you have picked up within those six months. And now now it's no longer a chore to track your steps. Now it's no longer a chore to drink your water. Now it's no longer a chore to be trying to eat vegetables once or twice a day. Like it's no longer a chore. It's what you want to do.
1: It's just autopilot It's I use the example about um, brushing our teeth like Do I, do I love brushing my teeth? Like, do I sit there in the morning and be like, God, I love this feeling. This is just the most amazing feeling in the whole wide world. No, no, I don't. But I do it because it's part of my autopilot and I like the benefits of it. I don't want people thinking that I stink. I have, you know, like I, it's part of my good hygiene and it's been instilled in me since Mm -hmm. I was a child. It's a Mm -hmm. habit. Like it's part of my day. If somebody had really bad health hygiene, then it might be hard to break the habit of doing the thing. But once they got and did it more and more and more and more, then you get to the point where you don't even think about it. It's just you walk to the bathroom and you do the thing.
0: Yeah, right. no, no. I, I think the toothbrush example is always a perfect example because like, I can't remember the last time I really got excited over brushing my teeth. <laughs> like, like, to be honest with you, <laughs> like, like, I, I, I think... mean,
1: sometimes you've. I, t- I told her, I said, you can dress it up a little bit. Like you can find fun toothbrushes every now and yeah. then, like get a new toothpaste and try the charcoal one. And, you know, like, buy the fancy toothbrush, yeah. but ultimately like we're just there to brush the <laughs> empty.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, I really think it oftentimes it just boils down to the fact people, they find themselves in these habits and they go, huh, well, I'm here. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. Well, I could tell you how mm-hmm. you got there. You, you started day one, then day one turned into day two, then day two turned into day three, then three turned yeah. into four. Then those days turn into weeks and then those weeks turn into months. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Now it's just autopilot. Like for real. Now, now it's just autopilot for you to go to the Oreos after a hard day at work. Now it's just (laughs) like common, like autopilot, common movement for you to go to the wine bottle after your kids have been assholes all day. Like, like, like now, like now that's your common norm. But the good news is like you could create a new common norm because I guarantee Mm -hmm. you the day you were born, like this universe, whatever God you believe in, like didn't say, hey, you're going to stress eat Oreos all the time. Or like, hey, whenever your kids are assholes, you're going to drink wine all the time. Like God didn't say, "Okay, cool. You're born with that habit. No, like, like one thing that kills me all the time. And I hate it whenever people tell me this. They they, I have people tell me, oh, this is just how I am. No, it's not. <laughs> like, like this That's is not, how you choose to be. Exactly. Like, like this is not how you are. Like, like you choose to be this way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well it's a it, choice. It's yeah. 100% yeah a choice. Like, like for So like one thing I live my life by is like we are in control of every choice we make. We are ultimately responsible of everything that occurs within our life. Now, of course, there's going to always be like those moments where like the like the asshole runs the red light and hits you and all that shit. But like for the most part in your life. You are in control of about 98% of everything that occurs within your life. And I don't think people will take ownership enough. And for for real, like I I have to take my hat off to you for this because like you legit showed ownership because it was like, hey, I got kids now. I got a husband now. I got a family now. Like, like I, I got big, I got big girl shit to take care of now. And you, you saw, Hey, my health wasn't, or my health isn't at a place where I want my kids to look up to me and go, well, why isn't my mommy in shape? Like you probably didn't want that. Right.
1: No, um, I, I, no, yeah. I wanted to be ultimately a good role model for them. Um, at at first, I'm not going to lie at first, but in my weight loss journey and everything, it was about aesthetics, um, And
0: for most people, it is.
1: Yeah. And in the back of my head, it was, you know, um, a fear that I would have to go back to dancing. If that if, you know, if I ever had to do that for some reason, Um, I at that time, because I didn't. I didn't know my worth yet. I didn't Mm -hmm. know my value. I didn't feel like I had value Mm -hmm. except for dancing. And hmm. then now raising little humans. So I I wanted to provide value by being the best mom I could be. And that meant to me being the best role model. What does the best role model look like? Is the best role model eating potato chips and dominoes all the time and playing on video games? Is that really the best role model? Or, you know, like I, I had some idea, like my mom, obviously, like I mentioned, my mom, she did she was super healthy. Yep. So I kind of reverted back to that and, you know, created that bond again with my mom and she helped teach me to cook again and mm-hmm. stuff. I love um, that. but it wasn't until my kids started getting older because now they're nine and 11 and it wasn't until they were getting older that I realized my nightly drinking, like, even though I was, I was a personal trainer and I was doing all the workouts and all the things I was still part of that if it fits your macros or, you know, if, if, if it fits your macros and everybody's like, you can count, here's a, here's a a guide on how you can count your calories and drink at the same time. And here's how to count the alcohol calories. And so I did that and it just, it, it still wasn't working like it. So you'll never see a guide for me on how to count your alcohol macros. Like that's just, it's not going to happen. Um, so then I realized like there more than just me modeling Mm-hmm. exercise and health, i yeah. need to they're gonna start picking up on this like me being short in the evening they're gonna pick up on that yeah. and they deserve better than that so
0: oh dude I, absolutely absolutely and uh like for real k- kudos to you for standing your ground on that because like i i know i know a lot of coaches they I'm guilty of this myself. Like a lot of coaches we we come out with like how to like drink on the weekends and stay on track type of deal, type of eBooks and guides. And like, I, I have to like take my hat off to you again for standing your ground. Like, like for, for
1: it's because I used to trick my own coach. Like he used to yell at me when I would hand him my macros for the evening and I would check in with him. He's like, you're not done eating, right? Like you, you barely, you have like twelve eight twelve hundred 1200 calories. And I'm like, Nope, I'm not done eating. And then I would go have my two big old steel reserve drinks that had, you know, I don't know, like two hundred fifty or five hundred calories a piece. Mm-hmm. Now I got my macros in, my carbs, my you know, like I didn't get the protein in, but I got my calories right. in. So right. he he was off my back. So I got my calories in, but I wasn't eating my dinner. But I was making my calories. So I know yeah. the tricks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Same <laughs> for uh, man. That, that's it's crazy, crazy that you say that because like I, I was at a point in my life, like in my early twenties, where I was doing that same thing. Like I, I was like bodybuilding at that time. Um, uh, like I was like actively competing at that time and oh. still, still drinking like five nights a week and like. Oh man,
1: think about yeah. how much better. Like think Ooh. about. How much better
0: you could have been if you went to drink when drinking. Oh dude, like I dude, like for real, that keeps me up at night sometimes because like my very first bodybuilding show, like my drinking wasn't that bad. I was like your casual drinker. And then like I, I had like a traumatic event happen to me like a few months after that. And like my life just went into the shitter um, for like a year. And like I did nothing but drink for that entire year. And like I did like two shows within that year as well. And I looked oh, terrible. Yikes. Yeah, so so I looked stage ready, but at the oh. same time, you could tell I was still very bloated as well. So like oh. I was like I was leaned out, but I was super bloated also. Like, oh, your like, liver
1: was pissed at you.
0: Oh god, yeah. Like like I look back at some of the photos from my last show, and like you could just see like the side of my abdomen like just bulge out. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> oh, probably
1: because you guys are so lean and yeah. down to so many percent. I bet. Mm-hmm. Wow,, Oof.
0: yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, the the craziest thing about getting that lean getting that lean is being able to see your scapula move around. That's always the weirdest thing to me,
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that is super weird. We yeah. were we were at wrestling. were were you a wrestler at all?
0: Um, in what aspect?
1: Like in high school wrestling.
0: high sc- high school? No, no.
1: My son just started wrestling. And uh he had this com- competitor, and his shoulder blades, his wings were like sticking out mm-hmm. so much. I was like, He's "I was talking cut about my son." I was like, Whoa. "Oh my god, they're so sharp!" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do they look like that on that point?
0: <laughs> oh man, that's crazy! I know what you're talking about, though. I've seen that before. That's yeah, no, that that's this chirpy for sure. Oh man. Yeah, that's trippy for sure. Um, but like, I I love how much you you've like brought your family into this, and like, I love how you also went back to your mom, and you're like, hey, like my mom instilled this in my life. My mom know, like my mom knows the tricks, like my mom knows the secrets to me getting healthier, and I love that because um, I, I had like a, I don't know if you'd call it a. Uh, epiphany or a revelation, if you will. The other night I, I was taking a shower and I, I'm getting married this year. So I'm getting married, married in August. And I was just like in the shower, like just thinking, cause like, that's my me space. That's my me time. Like, I just like, I let everything go from the day. I just relax. And like, I was like, shit, I get married this year or like technically next year, but like I, I get married this year. And Mm -hmm. then something just, like, clicked in my brain. I was like, this isn't about me anymore. Mm, Yeah. I was like, this is no longer just about Mike. Like, this is about Catherine now also. Mm -hmm. This is about, like, our kids in the future. Like, of course, like, like we're not planning on having kids, like, right away. But, like, I'm starting my family this year. Like, holy shit. And, like, it just clicked in my brain. And, like, this happened, like maybe six days ago and like ever since then like I've just been mentally focused I've been like all in on all aspects of my life like from nutrition to the gym to business like I haven't been half-assing anything like the last like week week or so and it's just it's really strange how sometimes like you can just find that aha moment and like Mm -hmm. it sneaks up on you and like like for real, and like this doesn't even have to just pertain to like your health. Like it could pertain to business, like your relationships, what whatever it may be. Like that aha moment can just sneak up on you. And oh yeah, like, yeah. Like my like for example, my aha moment snuck up on snuck up on me in the shower the other night. Like uh, yeah. in all places. Like I didn't have to have a traumatic event happen to me. I didn't have to have like my best friend stab me in the back or anything like right. that.
1: That's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I like sometimes
1: the hardest lessons are the ones that are the hard so it's nice when we learn yeah we a shift without having to go through the pain
0: yeah dude because like i I was thinking about that earlier today actually because i was telling somebody about how i started my journey um i don't know how much you you know about my journey but i started at like 330 pounds and like Mm -hmm. discovered bodybuilding and all that jazz and a big reason why like my journey started was because like I failed a suicide attempt and like, I was like miserable with like how I looked and how I felt. So a lot of my journey with weight loss and like my health has been through trauma. Like it's been through like bad things happening. And for me to now experience another aha moment or like discover my why and it not come from trauma. It's such a, such a peaceful feeling because cuz it's no longer like hey i'm proving that motherfucker wrong it's mm-hmm. hey now i'm providing for somebody hey yeah. i'm making sure somebody's okay and it's yeah. just you're at such more of a peaceful place
1: it is for sure that's yeah. really awesome that you're able to to go through that cuz yeah like you said it's it it sucks when it's a lot of rough learning rough learning rough learning rough learning you like when is yeah. it not rough learning
0: right Right. And so I, I bring that up because like, I always tell people that you don't have to go through a traumatic experience in order to find your why you don't have to go through a traumatic ex- experience in order to be like, aha, that's the thing. Like, that's what's, that's really my motivation now. Like y- you don't have to go through something heartbreaking or traumatic. Like sometimes it can legit just be the fact, holy shit, I'm going to be a husband by the end of 2023. Like yeah. my, like I will officially have my family started by the end of 2023, because like, I always, thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. and very lucky. Um, But like, I always tell people, like, you don't get to choose what family you're born into, Mm -hmm. but you get to choose who you grow your family with. Oh yeah. And it's just, I don't know, dude. It's just such a cool thing. It's just, it's just such a cool thing to like be able to look back and, a lot of my story is built off of like bad trauma and like now it's not built built off of trauma anymore. It's built off of found like wanting to be there for somebody. And like, if you're listening to this, I want you to know, like, like I said, once again, you like your, why your reason, your motivation, if it comes from a breakup, I get that. And like congrats because like you're going to look badass in a few months probably. Uh, But like at the same time, You could be married with kids with a dog named Sparky who barks at everything that walks by your window and like, you could be living the good life, but guess what? You could still have that aha moment. You don't have to have something bad to happen. Your aha moment could legit just be, you get out of the shower one day and you go, I look like shit. I need to fix that. (laughs) Like, like for real, that could be your aha moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or your aha moment could be that one time where you're watching your kid play. And then all of a sudden you realize like you're looking at your hands and you feel all the inflammation and mm-hmm. you know, that you have that doctor's appointment coming up mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your heart starts beating really fast and you know, that the doctor's not going to be having good things to say and you're watching your kids and you know, they will start pulling at your heartstrings oh, yeah. thinking that your kids are going to be alone. Like if you don't take care of yourself, how, how does that make a person feel? You know?
0: Yeah dude like like for real. and and guys I, I know we're getting deep here but like seriously like this is what transformations are built off of like this deep shit I I know a lot of people like they don't like to dig this deep because a lot of people they they like to have bad memories and kind of just leave them in the closet like they like to have their skeletons and just leave them in the closet they never like to open the closet and be like okay I got the skeleton there buddy the skeleton's here Harry the skeleton's over there like sometimes that's not a bad thing to do because you're able to see all this shit that you overcame Mm -hmm. like, like for real, like, like if you've battled a addiction, guess Mm -hmm. what? If you beat that addiction, you are capable of anything and everything. I don't care how much motivation you lack to go to the gym. You beat fucking addiction. You can get your butt up and go to a gym. I'm sorry so so like that's just me personally like i i always encourage people to look back at like what you survived like r- legit like yeah. look like look at what you have overcame in life like mm-hmm. you survived breakups you survived relationships going bad like if you're a mom you survived labor like you survived so many things like oh, why yeah. can't why can't you do this one thing
1: yeah for sure i 100 percent. there was a book uh that one, I'm a badass or you're a badass, Jen's. Mm-hmm. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. I know what
0: you're talking about. That
1: book made me cry. I never felt worth like because it, she it, she at some point she had talked about, like, yeah, the things that you've already gone through. Like look at those things that you've yeah. already done. And I'm like, what? Yeah, why can't and then like this person here, like you can do that. Like, why can't mm-hmm. you? Why not you? You know, you've already done you've already shown that you can do hard shit.
0: Yeah for real and honestly i i feel like sometimes people they just think that they're not worthy of it like i feel like i honestly feel like sometimes people will just go well i'm nobody special like i'm nobody worthy like, yeah like i'm nobody special like i'm I'm some dude from a small town in south carolina like i am nobody special like for for real if you ask anybody who's found success they will tell you that they are nobody special as well mm-hmm. and like for like for real for real Like we are all nobody special, but we are always capable of special things. Once again, we are, we all are nobody special, but we are all capable of special things. Please understand that. that. Like like for real. Well, dude, this has been great. Um, Like, honestly, like, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I I know. Yeah, so I I know you're being a coach, you're being a stay-at-home mom, you're also being a teacher because your kids are homeschooled as well. Yeah. So and you're being a wife, man. You're you're juggling so many hats right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's it's it's a full plate. I'm always spinning more than one plate at once for sure.
0: Well, hey, if I know anything about you, I, I know you're strong enough to to handle that for sure.
1: That I can. I'm pretty strong. Pretty. Yeah. That, that's the Alaskan in me. We don't, we persevere. That's for sure. We always move forward. Doesn't matter how deep the snow is. We just keep going.
0: Hell yeah. I love that. I love that for sure. Um, Leanne. So where can people find you on social media?
1: Um, So Leanne Hutchinson on Facebook and then Instagram is leanne.coach. Um, my website is www.leanne.coach uh i have a private facebook group for women only it's tone forever fat loss for women over 30 <laughs> <laughs> i have to remember i'm not i'm sorry but i'm not super fond of the name but it's really searchable and yeah you
0: know, yeah for sure
1: fun things but yeah that's my private community if you just go to my facebook group mm-hmm. in, in my bio or whatever it's a link to the facebook the private facebook group or you can just reach out and dm me
0: Awesome. And uh, also, if you're listening to this, um, everything will be in the description below. So her Instagram handle, her website, um, the uh, name of her Facebook group and all of that good jazz, it will be in the description. So if you're interested in checking it out, just go to uh, should be like read more or see more or something, something like that on your podcast podcast platform. And everything that you need is there, as long as my um, handles as well. Um, but yeah, Leon. Once again, thank you so much for your, for your time. This has been great. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. Love to come back. Yo, thank you to Leanne so much for sharing her phenomenal story. Her story surely inspired me, and I really hope it inspired you. Thank you for hanging around until the very end of the episode. As promised, there is a special announcement. If you go down to the description, click the link in my bio. Join our free Facebook group. Once we hit 800 members within the group, we will be giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. Yes, sir. You will have 100 bucks to spend on Amazon on anything you want. Doesn't have to be health related. It could be whatever your heart desires. Hope to see you in the circle. Hope to see you back within the studio in the next level experience. And get ready for Friday. Fire
1: Friday is going to be a good one this Friday. See you then. (音楽) Thank you.